God. Hallelujah. Good looking group in the house tonight. I have been instructed to go ahead and uh, dismiss the children. And if there's any youth in here, you can go to your classes as well. Praise the Lord. I like this place. Do you like this place? Amen. Oh, that was a good message this morning. Pastor preached and the part where he just kept talking about the place that just so spoke to me. Thank God that we all have a place in God. This house right here that Pastor Tom said that faith built. This is a place where God shows up. And he manifests himself and we are ever so grateful every time that we come together and he is in our midst. Amen. Amen. And each of us have a place, an individual place in God. He's a great, big, wonderful, awesome God, but yet he knows about all of our individual situations. He knows everything that you're going through. And the good news is, is he's got the answer for every situation that we ever face. Amen. Well, pastor this morning told you my title. The Lord kind of deals with me along those lines. Many times he gives me a title and then I have to go find scriptures to back it up. But the title of tonight's message is Lean On Me. And uh, yesterday I actually had to go and look on my computer because I know that that is a popular song from the 70s. I didn't know who sang it. I didn't know who wrote it. But a man by the name of Bill Withers wrote this song in the 70s. And I'll just read to you the the chorus. Pastor told me today, don't ask me to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. He could sing it a lot better than I am. He knows all of the oldies because he is 60 years old now. What more can I say? But anyway, the verses of that song, the verse of that song is lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Great song, great words. But you know what? Bill Withers is not going to come to your house in the middle of the night. He sang a good song, but he's not going to be there when you're going through a test and through a trial. I guess he's still alive. Anybody knows? Even if he's alive, he's not going to come to the hospital when you get sick. He is just a man. And that was just a song, a catchy little tune. But folks, as believers, hallelujah, as those that have named the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we do have somebody that we can lean on anytime, anywhere, any place. And his everlasting arms will never, ever disappoint us or let us down. As believers here tonight, look around the room. You've got friends. You've got like-minded folks in the word of God that they're there for you. I believe that. I know people in this church have been there for us during a time of crisis. You may have someone sitting next to you that you know you can call them up and they will pray with you. They will stand with you. And so it's good to have faith buddies. It's good to have people of like-minded faith. But no man can take God's place. And tonight I want all of us just to be reminded that God is our source. When man may come up short and they will, when men may disappoint you, and I'm sure they have, we can be assured that God never will. Jesus, his eyes are upon us. Hallelujah. And you know, we can trust him. 
We can lean in on him and we can rely on him. We cannot trust in and lean into and rely upon the economy. And I'm sure some of you have found out you can't trust in your employer. Your job cannot be your source. Your retirement fund may not be there if you're going to retire next week. People may come up short. The world system is shaky ground. It cannot be depended upon. And it will not hold us up. But we're not going to put our hope, our trust, and our confidence in shaky ground. Amen. There's a scripture over in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19 in the King James. And it's interesting how this says this. It's talking about where we don't want to put our confidence. It says confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Anybody ever had any dental issues? <laughs> ever had a broken tooth? I'm telling you, a few weeks ago, Reverend Keith Hershey was here ministering. I'm sitting by him during the service, and he pulls out this bottle, and he's popping pills. And I'm thinking, (laughs) what in the world? He's getting ready to go preach. He hadn't said anything to us on Saturday night, but he was in pain. He needed a root canal. He had this terrible infection in his tooth. And he said to us later, tell your people I kind of preached from the third heaven because his tooth was giving him some issues. He got right off of the jet on Monday morning and went for a root canal. You know, it's painful to have a broken tooth or to have a tooth that's infected. What happens? You can't put your weight down upon it. We went out and ate with Brother Keith after the Sunday service a Sunday morning and we found out all this was going on. And I said, can you eat? And he goes, on this side, I just can't chew on that side. You can't chew on a tooth that's given you Problems. What is that? You can't put your confidence in it. Have you ever had a broken foot or a broken finger? You can't use it if it's out of joint, if it's broken. When James was a little boy and, and he, they went to Fremont Christian, I still don't remember exactly how this happened with his finger. He was playing on the, out on the playground one day and I went to pick him up and he had a high, high tolerance for pain. That kid still does. He was not... A whiny crybaby, I'll tell you that. So I went to pick him up and he's like, Mom, I hurt my finger today. And you know, it was a little swollen and I'm like, just in the name of Jesus, take the kid home. Goes to bed. When he gets ready to go to bed, he says, my finger still kind of hurts in the name of Jesus. The next day he gets up and it's a little even more swollen, a little black. And don't anybody send this to child protective services. (laughs) Anyhow. (laughs) Anyway, you know, this went on for a couple of days. By the third day, he got up and he said, Mom, I can't move my finger. It was black and it was like this, frozen. So I thought, oh, well, maybe we should go let, you know, this finger looked at. He hadn't been able to use his finger for two or three days. We went in and, yes, his finger was broken. Anyway, bad mommy, bad mommy. But anyhow... The point was, if something is broken or out of joint, you can't use it. You can't put any weight or pressure down upon it. 
Have you ever seen something? Maybe you've gone to a play or you've been in a play or you visit a, a television set and you see these things that look like buildings. You see these things that look like pillars or they look like trees, but you go up and you start to lean on them and they fall over. Why? They're a facade. They're cut out of styrofoam or out of cardboard. They look like the real thing, but if you really try to lean all of your weight on them, you're going to fall flat on your face. You know what? That happens to a lot of people in the body of Christ. They're trying to lean in on something that is not secure. They're trying to put their hope and confidence in something other than the word of God, other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that happens, fall flat on your face. I want to challenge us tonight to lean in to Jesus, to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. You know what? For us as believers, it is a challenge for us not to lean to the things of the natural. Isn't it a challenge for us not to try to reason in our mind, not to try to figure out, okay, God, you take care of the big ones. I got this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to call up so-and-so. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do this. I can take care of that. No, we're to cast all of our care upon him. We're to lean into him in everything and not live in the reasoning realm. Let's look over at Proverbs chapter 3. I want to look at verse 5 in the King James, and then we'll look at it later in the Amplified. But Proverbs chapter 3. I just dropped by tonight. This is just way of reminder. I know that many of you are like, oh, I know all of these verses. Well, you know what? You may have read them, but are you living them? It's different to say, I've read that, I've heard that, but we can all be reminded. And you know, especially this time of year, we're getting ready to go into the holiday season. The turkeys are going to be showing up here soon. Then the Christmas tree and uh, in a lot of people's lives that spells stress, but it doesn't need to spell stress in our lives because we're going to trust in him. We're going to go through the holidays blessed and not stressed. Amen. Proverbs 3, verse 5. In the King James, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. What are we supposed to trust in? Trust in the Lord. You won't lean on something or somebody unless you trust them. Do you trust the Lord? Have you put your full confidence in? In him, he said, trust in the Lord. Listen to some of these definitions of trust. I've already been saying these words, trust to be confident in, to rely on, to believe in. Do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he your Lord? Is he your savior? Is he your deliverer? Is he your healer? Is he your financier? Is he your provider? Is he all that you need? Do you trust him with all of your heart? Do you trust him with your life? Do you trust him with your body? Is your body a living sacrifice unto him? Do you trust him with your wallet? Do you trust him with your checkbook? That's trusting in the Lord with all of 
your heart and not leaning to your own understanding. Then I love this definition of trust. Firm reliance in the honesty and the dependability and the strength of someone's character. Firm reliance. Firm dependability in somebody's strength and character. We can do, we trust him. Amen. There's nobody in the world that you should trust more than Jesus. A beautiful illustration of trust is a child that trusts their mommy and trusts their daddy. You all know that the most beautiful granddaughter in the world has arrived. 18 months old, little Livy. But it is so fun to watch her with her mommy and her daddy. And you know, John is a big guy with big, strong arms. But he'll get her up on a chair, he'll get her up on the couch, and he'll say, jump. And without hesitation, jumps right in to daddy's arms. No fear, no, oh no, I don't know if you're going to catch me. Your arms don't look strong enough. I don't think I'll do that. No, she trusts her daddy. She trusts him almost too much because they lay on the bed sometimes trying to get him, trying to get her to take a nap. And I've had her on my bed and she has this little game. She'll stand up and just dive toward the edge of the bed. Well, John's arms are longer than mine and he always grabs her by the foot. I was watching her a while back and you know, she's diving toward the edge and I'm diving after her. I didn't want her to think she couldn't trust Grammy to catch her like daddy does. But if a child can have that simple faith and that assurance in their parent. How much more should we, as God's children, be able to believe and depend upon his character and his nature and be willing to jump into his loving arms? He's not going to drop you. He's not going to disappoint you. He's not going to hurt you. He's a good father. He's a loving daddy. He has our best interest at heart. He loves you more than you can imagine. He can be trusted. He can be depended upon. Let's look at some more scriptures about trusting the Lord. I want to look at these in the amplified version. Deuteronomy chapter 33. Verse 26, Deuteronomy 33, verse 26 in the Amplified. Hallelujah. There is none like God, O Israel, who rides through the heavens to your help. That just spoke to me today when I saw that. There is none like you, O God. Who rides through the heavens to your help and in his majestic glory through the skies. He's looking out for you. He's riding through the heavens seeing how he can help us out. 
seeing what he can do for us. And our God rides through the heavens in majestic glory. He rides through the heavens in style. He's not riding a beat down, broken down old mule. Hallelujah. He rides through the heavens in all of his glory. I don't know what he's riding. It might be a beautiful white horse. It might be a bolt of lightning. I don't know. But I know he rides in style. And I know that he's coming. Hallelujah. With help in his hands. With help in his wings. Hallelujah. He's reaching out to us. He's looking out for us. Hallelujah. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He's on your side. He's the most high God. There is none other. Hallelujah. It says there is no God like our God. The most high God. The God that created heaven and earth. The God that hung the moon in the sky. The God that threw the stars into the galaxy. He's looking out for you. He knows your address. He knows everything about you. And he is disposed to show you goodness and kindness and favor and to bring you help. When you need help, he's riding through the heavens waiting for you to call him up. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto the Lord. Call him up and he will answer you. Hallelujah. Woo. And when he answers you, it's with his word. It's with health. It's what you need to hear. Hallelujah. Then let's look on down here. Verse 27. The eternal God is your refuge and dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Hallelujah. He drove the enemy before you and thrust them out saying, destroy. Oh, our God is riding through the heavens and he's preparing a way where there seems to be no way. Where the enemy has risen up his ugly head. He's riding through the heavens and he's saying, destroy. Get out of the way. A king, one of the kings of the kings and Lord of Lords child is coming through. Hallelujah. He makes a way where there seems to be no way. Glory be to God. And he is the eternal God. He's your refuge. He's your dwelling place. And underneath are the everlasting arms. Oh, I love that. Underneath us are his everlasting arms. Everlasting means there's no beginning and there's no end. Eternally, you are in the arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. Forever and ever, you are upheld and you have a place. You are secure in who you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for those everlasting arms. Have you ever received comfort just being in the arms of a loved one? I think about when I was a little girl. My dad was a big guy too. And when you're little, it just seems like, you know, they're bigger. He had huge hands, strong arms. And there was nothing like it if you were having a bad day to go and climb up in daddy's lap. 
And he just gave you that comforting hug. And you knew everything's going to be all right. My dad's been in heaven for many, many years. But now I got the strong arms of my stud. Well, 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 well. Well, well, there's nothing like it to be surrounded by those strong arms. Don't be jealous, but I have my personal Rocky. You know, just... Next scripture. But as much as my dad offered me comfort, as much as Pastor Mark's arms bring me comfort and love, he can't always give me that hug that I need. Or that hug isn't always what I need. But I want to tell you that there are arms, hallelujah, there are the loving arms of Jesus that are available 24-7. Perhaps you're in here and you don't have a mate, you don't have children, you don't have someone that when you're having a bad day, you just walk up to and say, give me a hug. But I want to tell you, you've got God. And his everlasting arms are forever underneath you and forever available. They're just waiting for you to run into those arms. I'm telling you, there have been times when I've gone before the throne room of God and I've just said, Lord Jesus, I just need a hug today. I know that you love me. You know that I love you. But Lord, I just need to feel those arms around me. And I'm telling you many times, I can literally just sense the presence of God. And just sense Jesus taking me and holding me close. Hallelujah. And infusing me with his love and with his comfort. Glory be to God. Many of you in here, you're like I am. One of your parents or both of your parents have gone on to be with the Lord. I lost my mother at a young age. I was 21 when my mom went to be with the Lord. And then my dad, 10 years later, and I can still remember it. I remember like Pastor Terry was on staff then when my dad went home to be with the Lord and and we got the news over the phone and she took me in my office and I remember her and Nance were there and they held me and they prayed with me and there was that comfort that came. But they couldn't be with me 24 7 but I remember going home and getting in my bed and I said Jesus I just need you I need you to wrap your arms around me and it was like a tangible presence that just came and held me folks we're we've got everlasting arms we've got something that the world does not have we've got Jesus We've got his love. We've got his comfort. We've got his help. We just need to run into his loving arms. You know, somebody's reaching out to you and wants to give you a hug. You can't be hugged if you don't want to be hugged. If you push them away, they can't give you a hug. And too often, God is reaching out to us. He says, I've got my hands outstretched. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Come.
come unto me. That verse just gives me a picture of Jesus with his arms wide open and he's saying and he's beckoning and he's willing us to come and to receive what we need to receive from him. When our Lord Jesus died on the cross, how were his hands nailed to the cross? His hands were nailed, stretched out, symbolizing that I might, I'm giving my life for you and my arms are wide open to whosoever will can come. Whosoever will may receive this sacrifice of my love. Oh, let's not turn him away. Amen. Let's receive what he has given unto us. Praise the Lord. Now let's look back over here at Proverbs chapter 3. And I want to look at this in the Amplified. Thank you, Jesus, for your loving arms. Proverbs 3. And we want to look at 5 and 6 in the Amplified. Glory be to God. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. That's a huge one. We are all so tempted to rely on our brain what we can do, how we can figure it out, how we can make this work. But he said, don't do that. In all of your ways, recognize and acknowledge him and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Lean on who? I know I'm repeating myself, but I want us to get this tonight. Lean on who? The Lord. Don't rely on our own abilities. Don't trust and live out of our head, but out of our heart. Praise God. Leaning to our own understanding and not leaning on him and putting our hope, confidence, and trust in anything else except him will lead to disappointment. And frustration. No matter how much your family may love you, they're not God. They can't meet your every need. They can't answer all the questions of your heart. They can't satisfy the longing of your soul. You may be madly in love with your mate, and I trust and believe that you are, but they cannot feel that place due to Jesus. You got to not trust in people, but trust in him. Do you want to live in peace? Do you want to not be frustrated? Well, let me give you a key to doing that. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Again, in the Amplified. Isaiah 26, 3. In the Amplified. You will guard him and keep him. In perfect and constant peace. Everybody say constant. Constant. See, it's not like this peace is just occasional. It's not like we should just have peace when we're in church. He said, he will will help us. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace. Now, here's the criteria to that perfect and constant peace. And what is that? Whose mind 
both its inclination and its character is stayed on you because he commits himself to you. Here's that word again. He does what? He leans on you and he hopes confidently in you. Perfect, constant peace is promised. But we have to guard our minds. We can't live out of our thought life. We can't live after our inclinations. People say, well, I just have an inclination. Well, sometimes those inclinations are your flesh. And they're not going to lead you in paths of peace. We aren't led by hunches or inclinations. We are led by the spirit of the living God. We live out of our heart, not out of our head. Then it goes on here in verse 4. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him. Lean on him. Hope confidently in him. How long? How long? For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. Oh, I love that. We've already read about his everlasting arms are underneath us. Now we're seeing he's an everlasting rock. He's the rock of all ages. Why is it safe to lean upon Jesus? Because he is The everlasting rock. He doesn't change. Nothing moves him. Nothing's too big for him. Nothing's too heavy for him. Nothing is too difficult for him. His promises are true. He is faithful. His mercy endures forever. His goodness, his love is ever steadfast and enduring and lasts forever. How many of you are glad that you can lean upon him and know that he is an everlasting rock? He is the rock of all ages and this rock of Jesus does not roll. The only thing that should be rolling and shaking and moving in your life is the oppression of the enemy. The only thing that should be rolling out of the way is cares, concerns, and worries. Doesn't First Peter chapter 5 verse 7, what does it tell us to do? It tells us to cast the whole of our care, all anxieties, all worries, all concerns, once and for all over upon Jesus. And what is Jesus? He's the rock that does not roll. He's a sure foundation. He's a steadier in the storm. Hallelujah. He'll keep you stable in unstable times. All hell can be breaking loose around you. But when you are firm on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not be moved. You will be steady. Hallelujah. Lean on him. Lean on the rock. Plant your house upon the solid rock. Don't build your house on the
the sand, the wishy-washy sand. We know that little Bible story. And it was really a parable. It's not something somebody made up. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And the rains came tumbling down, came pouring down. When the rains came down, the man's house that was built on the rock stood fast and secure. But the man's house that was built upon the sand, what did it do? It went splat. Because it wasn't a sure foundation. And that was the little Sunday school Hand motions. The wise man, did you remember that? The wise man built his house upon the rock. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And when the rains came down, the man's house on the rock stood firm. But the man's house on the sand went splat. See, I learned that as probably as a little four or five year old. And I still got that in my mind. I'm not building on the sand. I'm building on the rock. Hallelujah. And I know, come hell or high water, I'm going to stand. Hallelujah. Because this rock of Jesus, he's the rock that doesn't roll. Hallelujah. You can lean in him. You can build your life upon him. You can be secure. You can be safe in unsafe times. Hallelujah. You can be stable in unstable times. If you got the right foundation. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not designed to carry worries and cares. We're not designed. We're not built by God to carry all of that junk. It will cause you to be weak. It'll cause you torment in your mind. If you're leaning to your own understanding, if you're worrying about how you're going to pay this bill and you're worried about where your kids are at night, it will cause you mental torment. It will mess with your soul. It will disturb the peace in your spirit and it will eventually attack your body. There's too many people that are not sleeping at night. There's people that can't eat or else they're eating all the wrong stuff. I learned something recently. Someone pointed it out to me. Stressed spelled backwards spells desserts. <laughs> well, <laughs> right before Thanksgiving. Hey, go ahead and eat your pumpkin pie. I'm not saying don't eat candy and don't eat pie and don't enjoy life. But I am saying that that's the first thing that you run to. If you're tempted to be stressed and the first thing that comes to your mind is a huge piece of chocolate cake. Well, then you need to (laughs) need to rethink it. Don't let stress cause you to do things that are going to have an ill effect upon us. Run to Jesus. Jesus can handle you. Jesus can deal with your little life. Jesus knows how to take care of that great, big, huge, giant problem that you think there's no answer to. Jesus can be trusted. He can be relied upon. I want to look at this one more scripture, probably just one more. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. In the Amplified. What was that? Never 
You think I'm fixing to close? No, I said, you think Jesus ate dessert? <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> First Corinthians 1, verse 9 in the Amplified. Oh, I love this. Don't you love the word? Amen. Hallelujah. God is what? Faithful. You know what? Let's just read this together. God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise. And he can be dependent on. Everybody shout. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is what? He's faithful. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. And he can be depended upon. He won't let you down. He won't disappoint you. He won't drop you. He doesn't pick you up out of the muck and the mire of sin and hold you up. And after a while say, whoo, you put on a few. You're getting a little heavy and just drop you back down. Absolutely not. His grip won't slip. If you've joined yourself to him, he's got you in his everlasting arms. He's holding you up and you can depend on it. You can take it to the bank. Hallelujah. I started out with the worldly song of lean on me. Now I want to give you the words to an old hymn that I love so much. Can't sing it, but I'll tell you the words. The chorus is leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Now listen to the the verses. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Safe and secure from all that harms. I don't know what's going to happen in the world. I don't know the future. But I know who holds the future. And that one that is holding the future is holding you. If you've asked him into your life. So what have you to dread? What have you to fear? If you know you're held in his everlasting arms. What kind of arms? Everlasting arms. What do arms represent? Security. They represent strength. The Bible says that with his finger, he created the heavens and the earth. With his finger, he put the universe into existence. Just think of the strength in the fingers of our almighty God. But then it goes on and it says, but his arms brought forth 
salvation. All that God had, he put into his arms, bringing forth salvation. Do you think that he left anything not done? Do you think if God reached out his arms and brought forth salvation, that there's any situation he can't take care of? Do you think there's any bill too big that he can't pay? Oh, the arms. Oh, the everlasting arms. The strength. The security. Lean upon me, says the Lord. Oh, run into my loving arms. And in my arms, you'll find everything that you need. In my arms, there is, woo, there's healing. Oh, doesn't the Bible say that the son of righteousness arises with healing in his wings? Healing. Oh, it flows through the master. It flows through his arms and through his hands. Hallelujah. Oh, deliverance, peace, joy, all that you do need. And there are zebrotaha. There are those here that you demasibrato. You've been so disappointed. You've been so disillusioned and you've been so hurt by someone at one time that held you close in their arms. Perhaps it was a parent. Perhaps it was a mate. And because of that wound, then you're hesitant to just pull the bresata. You're hesitant just to fall over into the arms of Jesus. You've got this area in your life that you're guarded and you put up walls and you're like I, I, don't say, I don't know if I can ever trust again I don't know if I can ever love again oh but the spirit of God says tonight I brought you to this place and I'm reaching out to you with my love receive yes. my love yes. you can trust yes. me Hallelujah. Oh, let's all stand.